what's going on? Welcome to episode number five of The Audible presented by Verizon. And with Verizon, you can scream, stream, and share every play in Verizon 5G quality. And as always, my name is Gabe Henderson. I'm joined by Ben Lieber from the Vikings Entertainment Network, who is the sideline analyst for the Vikings Radio Network. And Ben, um, we got a special guest today. I'm going to just say it as it is. Eric Hendricks, middle linebacker Beast. for the Minnesota Vikings. Beast is coming on the show. I know you're going to have just some linebacker theme questions. I feel like I should just like sit this one out, just like how you <laughs> sat JJ out. And I don't, I don't have anything against Eric Kendricks, but like I already know it's going to be a great conversation when you guys just, yeah, just chop it up. Defensive talk, linebacker talk. You might as well just take a seat. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll let you ask a few questions, okay. but just you know, you just kind of take a back seat. For our viewers that are watching, your shorter is like you know distracting me from being who I want it. Now I'm joking. But it's anyway, loud, right? <laughs> it's yeah. loud. I I have. There's only one person in this whole studio and of all VEN that's giving me crap about this shirt. Mm. Everybody else likes yeah. it. I, like I said, if your personality matches your shirt, then you're in a great mood. I just feel like you're happy. Yeah. That's and, what clothes are supposed to do. And, exactly. yeah, Dress the right? way you you're feel. Like, yeah, you make you feel good. You feel, I, I saw this in the closet. I'm like, yeah, this is a flower shirt day. <laughs> Heck yeah. Let's do it. I'm going to go sit down with Gabe. We're going to talk some football. Mm-hmm. We're going to get ready for the Detroit Lions. Oof. We're going to have a special guest. Why wouldn't I be happy and in a floral shirt? I mean, when you have the Motor City Kitties coming in, you should be a little bit happy about that, especially coming off a week where you fall in a nail-biter to the Cleveland Browns. I don't want to talk about that. One thing I do want to talk about, though, hmm. the Vikings' record against teams that they lost to is 10-2. and two. So the Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. The Cincinnati Bengals are 3-1. and one, And then the team that we just played last week, the Cleveland Browns are 3-1 also. So I don't know what to make of it other than we have to start winning these games and our schedule doesn't get any easier after this week. But we do have the Detroit Lions, in which is a must-win game on Sunday. Yeah, that's the thing. Like For us, we can, we can look at where the games were, who they were, and, and where they're going. But realistically, you can only play one game at a time, right? And so you've got the, the Lions coming up next. Uh, they're probably looking at us like, oh, we've got the Vikings yeah. coming up next, and they think this is a get-right game, and we think it's a get-right game. But um, no doubt, I mean, we've played some really tough opponents, and and we're still the only one-in-three team that has outscored their opponents. I mean, it's cr- it's a crazy, crazy stat when you think about crazy. it. Crazy. Uh, the, the fact that we're one-in-three when we've outscored our opponents. Um so we are a good football team, and I think people need to remember that. Mm-hmm. We've played some really high-end teams but and I think that's that's to me where we've we've just we're so close we're right there like that's why our record is disappointing to me because you're gonna have to beat great teams if you want to be a great team yeah um but we haven't been blown out by those teams right you know we're right in there so uh this is a get right game I think for, for us you can only play one game at a time you win this one and then just focus on one more game before the bye maybe this is a dumb question but I gotta ask like how important is it getting these losses out this early in the season before we start peaking and figuring things out? Because you have teams that like start out so strong, yeah, and then they get to the tail end of the season and it kind of drops off. Yeah, you know, I guess it's it's not like there's a set allotment of losses that every team right. has to take. You know, right. so obviously you've played the game, whether it's football or any other sport. Like momentum is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you pile wins on top of each other, the the work becomes easier during the week. Um, the the motivation to get up every day just gets a little bit easier, and you want to attack the day a little bit more. Um, and so that does matter. Yeah. And, and I do think that 
you know, if there, if there are some tough losses to take and if there's some gut checking that we have to do early parts of the season, all right, fine, let's get it out of the way right now. Yeah. Hopefully that, that bodes well for us later on and we're, we're quote-unquote battle-tested. That you is know? true. You know, maybe we are battle-tested when it comes down to the end of the season. Um, but let's, let's put together at least one win and we'll talk about the rest after that. Speaking of just it makes our job better when we win, I was talking to Keenan McCardo earlier this week and he was like, hey, man, like I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, how you doing? I was like, I'm good. When you guys win, makes my job a lot easier. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get these guys right. Coming from a guy where his receiver room has been balling, you know, yeah. game in and game out. And you, you got to expect his receiver room with J.J., Adam Thielen. Uh, I don't know if Amir Smith-Marset is playing, but K.J. Osborne. You, you got to expect they should have some, some fairly uh, great matchups this week or fairly, fairly one-sided matchups against this Detroit Lions secondary that's still trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's the thing, and and you know they got to go out and improve it. But um, you look at this Lions secondary every week. You know, four games they've given up 100 yards to 100 yards plus to yeah. at least uh, a receiver or a tight end. Uh, so that secondary is they're they're bound to give up big chunks yeah. to at least one guy. So whether that's going to be KJ or Thielen or JJ, I if if the trend is is proof in anything that one of those three guys is potentially sitting on a big game, yeah. and you know on top of that. Every one of those games, they've given up at least a 40-yard chunk play or more. Mm-hmm. So it could be JJ on you know 140 yards, and he he could you know pop off a 50 or 60-yarder just to to excite the crowd. He did have a 133 yards last year. Well, I guess January 3rd, Week 17 against uh, the Detroit Lions last year. So maybe it's another big game for him. You got to think whoever is matched up against Bobby Price, that is who Kirk Cousins is going to aim at or target towards. Because if you look at last week, Justin Fields. I think he had 209 passing yards. 149 of those yards came when Bob, came to the receiver who Bobby Price was guarding. So you, you got to think there's going to be opportunities. But I want to switch to the other side of the ball. You got Jared Goff, a guy in a new system. He can throw the ball fairly, you know, inconsistent at times. But when he's rolling, he's hard to stop. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to go go very far back when you look at this this Vikings team with with Mike Zimmer and Goff when he was in LA and, and we were playing out in LA and it was a brand new offense out there and and we didn't really know what, what to expect and I get that schemes are different and coaching styles are different but Goff kind of lit up our team right you know he went out and he went on fire and and they found some matchups with with Anthony Barr and some of our linebackers uh, out in space that that just exploited us so um, I think he understands how to attack mm-hmm. Zimmer's defense now whether or not that's going to come to fruition with their coaching staff and their actual game plan. But, you know, he's not one of these guys that you have to take lightly. Yeah. Um, you know, he knows how to throw that ball around. He knows how to how to manage the game well and pick up first downs. And, and primarily he's doing it so far this year through his running backs yeah. with, um, with Swift and Williams. Those two guys are catching the ball out of the backfield really, really well. I know you're not big into stats, but one stat that really stands out to me is they throw the ball at least 40 times a game. They average 40 pass attempts per game, which is fifth most in the NFL. And with a team that has two really good running backs like that, I think that is a recipe for success if you want to beat the Lions is let Jared Goff beat you, right? Yeah, and I think – you know, I think there's something behind those stats, too. Okay. You know, I know that the Ravens game, they're right in it, and they, they could be on the schedule. But, you know, some of these games, I think they've, they're, they're passing more than they want to because of the Playing game from situation. Behind. Yep. And, and so I think there's a little bit more to those numbers. I don't think any, any coordinator wants to, to throw that often. Uh, shoot, I remember there was a time a few years ago with Drew Brees down in, in, in New Orleans where 
for whatever reason, they thought that he, he, they were going to throw for success, and he was throwing 40, 50 times a game, yeah. and you saw his rating and his efficiency just going down and down and down. I think everybody knows that you shouldn't throw that much unless you have to. So if they get in a game where it's, it's, it's back and forth and they can be on schedule, then, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one. Similar to last week, Kareem Hunt was the leading receiver for the Browns. I'm not going to say, well, I know this running back committee isn't the leading receiver's for this Lions team, but they're fairly involved in the run and the pass game. And now having Anthony Barr back, hopefully on Sunday, how does that help when trying to stop Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift? Well, it's just another big body. You know, okay. I think I think Anthony Barr doesn't give enough get enough credit for what he can do as a run stopper. You know, what he can do as a that sacrificial lamb and, and a lot of the run fits. Okay. You know, blowing up things, taking on blocks so the other guys can make plays. Um, I really, really wish we had his presence last hmm. week because hmm. he he's the perfect body type and build and mentality to uh, to take on those multiple pullers and those big guys up front. But you know that's just the type of player he is. So I think you know getting getting his addition should be really, really well for the edges of this defense as well. Some of those wide B gap runs, some of those perimeter runs. I, I hope that he is as as forceful as he's been in the past. What is it about this Lions team that? that makes it so tough for us to play. Of course, you know, we, we already get up for the Bears. We, the Packers mm-hmm. are the Packers. But the Lions, of course, we beat them seven times in a row. But the score or the stats don't really show how tight the games are. So what is it about <laughs> this team? Well, I can tell you from personal experience, going to Detroit is tough. Because, okay. you know, in the, in the t- there are times where, I, first of all, I love that stadium. I love Ford Field. Ford Field, Ford Field is a very underrated stadium. Um, but Ford Field, because of the play, sometimes the lines can be quiet. Mm-hmm. And you go out there for pregame and there's just no energy. There's no juice. Now, all these guys played in the pandemic year. So that so forever in their careers, that should never be a problem anymore. <laughs> like you should you should not have to rely on the the stadium environment to get you hyped. Yeah. But I think sometimes when you play there, the crowd's not into it, they're not playing very well, that that tends to make you play down to their level. Mm. Um, but this is a game situation where the Vikings should not be in a position to do that. I mean, they have so much to prove themselves. I mean, they they cannot take this team lightly. I think everybody understands that, you know, based on their head coach's personality and demeanor, that they want to play a rough and tumble game. Bite kneecaps off. Bite kneecaps <laughs> off. But they they want to play physical, and we lost that physical match last week. We did. You know, so the, I think to me, there's a lot to prove to themselves and to the league that. You can't come into our stadium and push us around, and it better not be the Detroit Lions. So with that said, with Michael Pierce possibly not playing, do, mm-hmm. do you I mean, do you still see us you know, being able to take advantage of their injury depleted O-line? Yeah, that's the thing. It's all going to sort of nullify itself out. You know, Frank Ragnall um, got put on IR. He's their, he's their all-pro center. He's not going to be out there. Uh, Decker, their left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, is not going to play. Uh, Panay Sewell might have to flop from right tackle to left tackle, but now he's on the injury report. Um, so we don't we don't really know what they're going to have on their offensive line. It may be very patchwork with a bunch of depth players. So yeah, you take one of our key components, our our big juggernaut, out of the lineup, and things should equal out, and I think should favor us, especially in the pass rush and especially on the edges. Well, Michael Pierce and Dalvin Thomason has helped this. I guess the first four games of this year is our guest coming up, and Eric Kendricks. We get to talk about that to the guy himself, EK54 when we get back from the break. And this is the Audible presented by Verizon. All right, welcome back to the Audible presented by Verizon. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Ben Lieber and our guy, EK54 is joining us, Eric Kendricks. What's up, everybody? Middle linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. How you holding up, man? 
I'm solid. You good? I'm solid. I love it. I love the short answer. But <laughs> I, I wonder got, what response. You can't, you can't ever, you got to keep your cards shit, you know, closed. You can't ever let anybody know, really. Nah. I, I love I, I'm actually pretty good, you know, get some wins, you know, and it'll be, I'll be really good. I wondered what response you're going to give. Because for everybody out there that's watching this, that we actually, this is the second take because I forgot to turn my mic on. <laughs> and so he said, he said solid the first time. Solid and I was like, time. that's a great answer. You know, yeah. I need to use solid a little bit more often. Yeah. And then you did solid again. So I don't know, maybe that's just your thing. Solid. You always, you always say you're solid? I, do, I always do say I'm solid. Okay, you always, okay that's, that's your thing. That's my thing. The gotcha. song by Drake is even better than the answer. Um, but I got a trivia question for you, EK. First trivia question because we start off this segment every week with a trivia question. So this week is linebacker themed. And the question is, since 2015, when you entered the league, there's only, well, you've recorded 438 solo tackles, which ranks fifth most in the NFL during that time frame. There are only three linebackers that have recorded more, and I need you to name the three. I'll give you a hint, though. All three are in the NFC, and two of them are currently playing in the NFC South. It's Buccaneers, fine. Falcons, Saints, Panthers. Oh, well, you just listed four teams. Just listed four teams. <laughs> See, I almost went straight Panthers. Hold on. Yeah. Um, Bobby Wagner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That's Olav- Olavante David. Okay. Yep. Um, got it. And DeMarco Davis. Wow. Oh, we got it. That's great. We were just talking about camera. Yeah, we got I was, it. I was like, is this question It helped too? me when you gave me the, 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 like the conference. The, the, who the was division. in the conference? Yeah. NFC South. We, yeah. We, we got Wagner. Yep. Yep. And we got Levante David, but we did not get DeMario Davis. That was a tough one. He's but, he's a very solid player, man. Yes. Are, you a, are you a stats guy? Like, do you care about... Do you, pay attention to your stats and all that stuff? I mean, sometimes they, like, they come up, but like, not really. Yeah. Like, some, like, my, like my family will tell me, oh, you had this many tackles after the game, or right. sometimes I didn't know how many tackles I had as the game, but like, right now I have no idea how many I have. But you're not one of those guys that could name off your college stats and all this other no. stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I know like generally what I did, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know that like, you've had 100 tackles in the NFL since your rookie season, right? Yeah, okay. I know that. And do you know like, this is the most tackles you've had in the first four games in your career? Didn't know that. Yeah. 47. Is, as a linebacker, is that a good or, a, like, is that, is that a good thing? Like, 47 tackles in the first seven games? It makes I mean, sense. First four games? It makes sense. We played a lot of, uh, a lot of like, really, you know, tough run teams. You know, like the Bengals ran the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last week, obviously, they ran the ball a lot. So, it makes sense a little bit. Gotcha. Yeah, how's your body feel overall? overall? That's, that's, a lot, that's a, I mean, that's, that's a lot of contact. I play, yeah, I play linebacker. You know, it's it's never gonna feel perfect, but uh, it feels pretty good. You know, I I have a, I have my regimen down to a T, so I just stick to that. Oh, speaking of regimen, okay. can I get into Go this? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, okay, so I'm not creeping on you. I just it's things I notice when I'm on the sideline doing my job. Okay. <laughs> But I always had to think when I was playing linebacker, like during commercial breaks, we go on the field, and I'd always like kind of jump tuck. You know, I'd jump and like mm-hmm. pull my knees up to kind of loosen up. Yeah. And that was kind of like my oh, thing. He's working. But you do this like side to yeah, side thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my jam right there. Like, where do you, where do you, Cause you gotta because that's almost, my yeah. It's a it's very much a linebacker movement, but it's also kind of a Polynesian thing. It looks like you really? looks like you're kind of doing <laughs> getting ready to do nah, a hawk It's a so it's like a hips like my hips kind of thing. Yeah. You know, when I get out there, I'm chances are I'm gonna move sideline to sideline. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that movement, that shuffling back and forth, it just gets me warm. You know. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, I don't have to really sprint that far. I kind of no, just yeah. keep it underneath me, and so I love off, that. So off the field, what do you do to make sure you are ready on the field? Shoot, um, it doesn't have to be football related. Besides, like eating and hydrating, you okay. know, eat, it, eating good. You know, um, I feel like uh, I've definitely changed. My diet has changed the most since I like entered the league for sure. Okay. Um, that's what I've been doing recently. But you know, I get acupuncture. I get 
acupuncture twice a week, massages twice a week, sometimes three times a week. Um, I see a chiropractor, you know, I see, you know, maybe two if I need to. I have different, different people do different things. I do red light therapy. Um, just started taping my mouth shut when I go to sleep. Um, taping your mouth shut? Yeah. So um, to nasal breathe? Gotcha. Yeah, breathing through your nose. Wow. Um, yeah. Is that helping? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's about like breathing through the diaphragm, right? right. So that's right. all I'm, I, my buddy Brian Peters, who used to play here, he's the one that was kind of introduced me to like, you know, the breathing exercise and things like that. So I've been trying to introduce that a little bit. You feel like that that's increased your lung capacity or your, I mean, yeah. I, I, I feel like I'd choke. No, so everyone thinks that, everyone thinks you can take like, it's like, how would you not, how, first of all, it has a little slit in it. So like, if you so want to breathe, can, okay. you can, you can sip, sip through your mouth, but gotcha. like, no, yeah, you know, you, you're usually pretty good. Like, doesn't even, so, doesn't even think about it. So it's like right before you go to sleep, you put it on mm -hmm. or like you just like eat tape drink, over. put it on. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you can order them. Like it's like mouth tape. Just like Google it. Okay. Yeah. And it sticks on your, your facial hair. Uh, I try to, you know, I got pretty big lips, so I just oh, you you're, you're, oh, you're kind of like pucker mouth. <laughs> yeah. like duck, you got duck lips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious about your diet. Uh, Cause that, that is the one thing that, that changed for me immensely when I went from uh, Kansas state to Southern California to play for the chargers. Like, you know how the mentality is in California is way different than it mm -hmm. is in the Midwest, just culturally the way that they look at health and wellness and stuff. So that was like eye opening to me, but you're all, but you're going from that area to the Midwest where things are different. Like what has changed? Like all the things that I found out probably you knew growing up. Yeah. You know? I mean, in a sense, yeah, I agree. But I've been a guy who like always kind of struggled keeping my weight on throughout the season. So it was kind of like volume over anything, like whatever I can get my hands on, whatever I could eat, whatever I was in the mood to eat, like the more I can eat, the better. And as I go, like it's kind of slowing down a little bit, you know, it's more about like lifting weights and, yeah. um, what my body needs to recover. So I kind of just been doing like the blood test and just yeah. going off that. And then it's been really good for me so far. Yeah. How do you like balance that? Right. I mean, cause you want to, you know, overload a little bit on carbs and calories, but still eat healthy. So how do you balance that with your day to day living? Um, shoot. I mean, it's just about knowing what is worse for you. Like, like the thing about the blood test I did, it was like, it tells you kind of what's, what's the worst for you and what's, your what's your greens like what are the best things for you so like you could kind of you know if you want to let's say you want to eat bad you can kind of like pick and choose based on what you know is like gonna make you have an inflammatory response or not so like you know if for me it's wheat so if i know wheat is gonna give me something you know if i want you know i gotta just do like rice or potatoes or something like that Gosh, but, so that wheat bagels out of the yeah question. bagels are out Ugh. you know it's, it's been, so been the hardest thing so this is the red yellow green panel deal yeah. that you've done yeah so I'm mm -hmm. very familiar with that as well. I think, I think they work, you know, they, although I just talked to an expert that was, she was like, eh, they're, they're kind of like inconsistent. And I, and I, but I, I felt the difference. Like when I avoided everything in the red column and most mm -hmm. of the things in yellow column, I'm like, oh man, I feel a big time difference. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I was at like at the end of last year, but um, kind of been cons really consistent with it. And like, you know, if I want to have like every once in a while, you know, have, a, have like a sandwich or, you know, some bread, a slice yeah. of pizza or two, like I'm going to do it. You're going to do but, it, yeah. Cheat days. Um, it's more about, you know, being consistent, really. For like being so conscious of your body and then going home in a fast car where you just like speeding off and then back to, you know, a normal routine. How do you find that balance between, you know, slow, steady versus when I get in my car, I'm, I'm, I'm full go? Uh, you know, I'm not so much full go in the car. You know, I like driving the cars, though, for sure. Um, I feel like life is about balance, man. You got to do things that obviously make you happy. 
Um, but, you know, if you're like, let's say if, if it comes to my job, you know, if I'm not taking care of my business, then yeah. I'm gonna have anxiety when I get to work or when I step on the field on Sunday, like, right. I'm gonna be like, dang, did I prepare enough? Did I? So I don't wanna, I'm never gonna have that anxiety. I'm mm -hmm. always gonna take care of that. And then, you know, everything just falls into play. You have a car you like? Cause I, I know I you and Danil are like yeah, yeah. big into yeah. cars. I got a car. I got, okay, yeah. talk to me. Uh, <laughs> I got the um, I got the, the Viper that's up here right now. It's 1995 uh, Viper RT10. Okay. Um, it was my grandpa's uh, originally, and I'm just taking care of it now. Um, keeping it, keeping it real chill. I don't really like to drive. Is it too a sentimental fast. thing, or do you really like that car? No, I really like the car. Like I've always loved the car because I've always known that he's had it, and I've always kind of been like, dang, like that's so sweet. And I've always loved cars since a kid. Mm. So it's kind of cool that I get to take care of it now. Um, I'm probably gonna keep it, you know, keep it in good, good shape forever. And uh, but I'm terrified of that car, so I just cruise it. Yeah. Um, and in Los Angeles, I have my uh, Porsche GT3 RS, which is like my baby. Like uh, as soon as I, you know, got to the NFL, like I was like, I'm gonna work hard, you know, I'm yeah. you know, make these tackles that you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, you know, when I get, you know, when I get the next contract, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna treat myself, and I did. Mm. And uh, it's been like the best car ever. Um, just put 10,000 miles on it. So that's kind of a wow. lot for a collector's car. You posted about that, right? Yeah, I did post about it. It meant a lot to me, you know what I mean? It was like, you know, uh, people were telling me not to, you know, I should drive it too much or whatever, but um, I enjoyed every bit of it. And uh, I really feel like a little kid in there. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's sure. your car, man. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, you <laughs> yeah. do what you wanna do mm -hmm. with it. You know, if you wanna go out and enjoy it and put some miles on it, put some miles on yeah, it. Yeah, no, you know? and it's been amazing. You know, it's uh, the braking is crazy on that car. Mm. So I, I'm prefacing this question because I asked Danil, I said, you know, because I know you guys are really big into cars together. You guys I, switch lanes is what I don't, you can describe that a little bit more. But like I asked him, I said, hey, is there anything in correlation between the way you play the game and your love for cars? And he basically said, well, you know, I love, you know, going around curves. And it's like if you look at what I do for a living, I get around left tackles for a living or right tackles for a living. And, you know, that's kind of the correlation between the two for you. Is there any correlation playing the linebacker position? I guess it's stop and go. You know, uh, if you want to, I guess I can compare the the, uh, the Porsche for me because it's like um, Porsche is a really durable car. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like really durable, really like, and for me, like I'm always the, I've always been, my whole career, you know, I've always been the small linebacker, you know what I mean? The yeah. one, you know, the undersized one. So it's kind of like, you know, kind of like my car, you know, it's, it's, it's it's fast and it's and it's and it's agile and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, it's got to get dirty when it's got to get dirty. Uh, so I it's, like that. it's understated. Yeah, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah, I like exactly. that. I like. Okay, manual or automatic transmission? You prefer? Um, it depends. In the Porsche, I feel like uh, it has a, it has an automatic transmission. Um, I mean, manual would be awesome. Um, but for that, I feel like it's pretty pretty precise with the, with the automatic. But um, I feel like there's nothing like going through gears though. Mm. Like. You can't replace that really. I mean, I, I learned how to drive a car with stick shift. And I know a lot of people don't know how to drive really stick shift yeah. anymore. So um, it's fun, man. It's, you, it, you enjoy it. You know, you're not, you're not, uh, you don't have the, the many distractions of the, of the road, you know, your phone and stuff like that. Like you're not even thinking about that. You're just one hand on the wheel, one hand on the Present. shifter. Yeah. How about the paddle shifts? You like the paddle shifts? I like the paddle shifts. Yeah, no doubt. It's like I said, the, you know, the PDK on the Porsche is really precise. Yeah. What about the windows? Manual or automatic? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Does anybody want the old crank windows? Yeah, exactly. You know what's crazy is the, the Viper actually has no windows on it. It has wow. these windows that you can like, um, like these vinyl windows that you can like attach and pull off, but like it has no like windows like, wow. or no door handles either. You have to like reach in and like open it. How do you feel about Tesla? I love Tesla. Okay. 
So I didn't know if you're one of those guys like, I, I got to have a gas-powered car. Like, no, old, like old school, you love your grandpa's Viper, like that whole feel. But you like the feel of like that get up and go of the... Of oh, the yeah. yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, um, there's obviously some beauty in both, right? Yeah. There's, you know, yeah. there's like the, the, the sound and, and you know, um, the RPM. You can't really replace that as far as an uh, electric car. But at the same time, like the preciseness of an electric car, you know, the no, no gas, you know, it's good for the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like... They're starting to be ridiculously yeah. like fast too. It's so crazy. it's like, you can't really <laughs> compare the two, honestly. Man, I love it. Well, I guess whether you're in a car or in your helmet, you get to let your hair out and just have fun and be yourself. Exactly. So when we get back after the break, we'll talk a little bit about who you are when your helmet comes on. We'll be right back with more from Eric Kendricks on the Audible presented by Verizon. All right, welcome back to The Audible, presented by Verizon, Ben Lieber. My name is Gabe Henderson, alongside Eric Kendricks, our special guest for the night. And EK, I know um, you did some painting last year in the offseason, and I know you kind of related it to football with the, with the field being your canvas and you, you painting the picture of how you want everything to look. So on the field, who, who is Eric Kendricks, the person that we love to see on Sundays? Dang, that's a good question. Um... I hope that everybody just feels my presence in a way that, you know, it's not really overbearing, but at the same time, like, um, they know I got them. You know what I mean? Like, it's like uh, they know they, they, they can look at me and count on me, and um, I'm not going to back down from nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Take the challenge. And I'm just trying to win, man, every time. Can I ask you a linebacker question? Please. Um, you're obviously extremely smart, right? But you're not the green dot linebacker. Why is that? Um, and, and, and to preface this, the green dot linebacker is that guy that gets the, the speaker in the helmet, that gets the call, that mm-hmm. gives the call out, gives you know, some of the checks and adjustments. But like, you're clearly able to handle that. I think that it's a little bit of both. Like, you know, it's about being efficient, too. You know, um, Anthony gets the call and he gives it and he gives it to the defense. And then I'm usually st- I'm usually staring at the defense. Their back, his back is to the, you know, the offense. I'm usually staring at the offense. So as soon as they break up. You know, I can set things, I know where tight ends at. Right. Um, it works better, you know. It's like, uh, obviously, you can have all the responsibility on me, but um, I think it just works better for, to break it up. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever tried it? Yeah, I tried it. I mean, I wanted to tell, I can tell you a story about when I was a rookie when I had it. Please. So I, 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 uh, it. I remember when it was my first, it was like my, what am I, like couple, a couple practices in, and I, ha- I had the green dot, and um, I was going with the ones, and it was uh, like Everson, um, Linval, Brian Robinson, um, Barr, Harry, you know, Xavier, all the guys. And, um, and I broke the huddle. Like, I called the play, and I broke the huddle, and nobody was breaking the huddle. Like, no one was just like, everyone's like, rookie. Like, I'm not going yeah. to break the huddle. Like, so no one was breaking the huddle. Come back to it, say the play, no one breaks the huddle. Eric, break the huddle. Why are you not breaking the huddle? Well, I, I'm trying, but just no one's clapping. No one's, no one's giving me anything right now. I'm a rookie out here. So I think that's how it started, really. And you're like, nah, nigga, yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need this before every play. The seed yeah. does enough. But like playing that linebacker position, man, I mean, I know you, some, some defense coordinators say that the safety is the quarterback of the defense, but the, the linebacker is the quarterback of this defense. How much pride do you take in that? And how much pride do you take in, you know, getting this defense back on track? Yeah, I mean, I take a lot of pride in it, you know. Um, obviously, we, we all work hard during the week. But I also, you know, along with that, I do appreciate just as much 
is when I, you know, when I give a call, when I set the front or whatever, when it's echoed and when it's, mm. you know, when people are on the same page, like yeah. that's when it's really great. You know, obviously, you know, I can call the front, I can set this, I can do that. But um, it really doesn't mean a damn if, you know, if, if no one's really communicating back with me and we're all on the same page, we're all talking about things that can possibly happen. So that's really my favorite, you know. Yeah. I'm not, I don't even want to take the you know, responsibility for that fully. How is it from your, your progression of, of the way that you identify offenses and, and, and think as you get the call and what's coming up from the time that you're a rookie to now mm. and being in this defense, I mean, how much more wide open is your mind? To yeah, like, way, like tendencies and seeing all the, the, the details of what the offense is trying to do. Definitely way, way more. So like, you know, it, when I was a rookie, it was just kind of like, get it, spit it, line up, play. Now it's like, what have they done the past two quarters? Okay, yeah. they've done this. All right, we're gonna line up. Are we gonna get the same play out of a different formation? Are we gonna get this? You know, how are they gonna? And it's just more thinking, you know. I, and I, it's like everything's kind of slowed down a little bit. Um, yeah, you just gotta, it's, at home it's hard. Everything's yeah. loud, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. But uh, you know, it's definitely slowed down. That's that's a great point that you just brought up because on the offensive side of the ball, it's always quiet. But for I guess. Defense, you, everybody's oh, loud. You're trying oh, to communicate. Yeah. So they're, never hear they're, about they're it. trying to get the yeah. crowd, you know? And so, so you never hear about it from the defensive perspective, trying to get the call in to make sure the same the guys are on the same page. No, it's, it's loud. Our, our stadium's loud, like, for real. Million-dollar question everybody wants to know before you leave is, Anthony Barr hasn't played in 18 games. You finally get the chance to play with your guy again. How, how excited are you to, to play with him and for him to be back, especially after – a long, long off season that he didn't want to happen. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't wait. Honestly, I can't wait for him. You know, I'm, I'm excited for him, but uh, you know, it's good to have my guy back out there. You know, we obviously been working together for shoot 10, 10 years now yeah, right. at this point. And um, in the off seasons, all the work he puts in, I know how hard he works. I know how much he cares about it. I know how much he, you know, uh, watches film, knows what's going on, right. knows the situations. I mean, we can go on and on. Like the man's, uh, he's really good. So I'm, I'm really excited and uh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> well, let's let's stay in the linebacker room. Okay. Nick Vigil comes in, and you know, I think a lot of people around here are like, who's you know, kind of, who's this guy? Like everybody's kind of googling, like, what, what what's this guy about? Like, oh, okay, kind of a he's kind of a, a more of a past situational guy, right? And then he he comes in because of of Barr's injury still and whatever, and and has to play all three downs, and he's he's been playing well. Like, what have you seen out of Nick? And what are you surprised by anything? I mean, probably not. No, you know, uh, obviously. Practice in the games is different. I've always known Nick could play since we started practicing in the spring. Um, great, great ball player. Very smart. Um, knows the system. Um, but you know, as, as we get to the games, he's right there. You know, very present, very active, communicating well. I mean, we got a good group of, of linebackers, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, since I've been here, it's kind of been that way. You know, uh, as guys have went down, we've had you know guys step up. Eric Wilson, those, those kind of guys, yeah. and um, obviously I came in with Chad Greenway and uh, Adi Cole, and I mean the list goes on and on. But um, it just shows you how much you know uh, we value smart linebackers in, in our in our in our system and and um, we you know coach well as well. I mean, t- speaking of being coach well, you've been with Adam Zimmer since since you got here. So how have you grown with him, and how have you seen him grow as a coach? Man, uh, obviously we just we just now we're just communicating. You know, we're just trying to figure out what we can do best to like win games, just win situations, to put us in better places. So it's crazy. Um, just the over the years, you know, this is my seventh year, so we've been together. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's good because he's, you know, he's very much like his dad in the fact that he knows the defense in and out and X's and O's, all that stuff very dialed in. But then it's like he's more, he's on the chiller side of his dad. So, yeah. we, you know, we get both <laughs> sides. Um, and, I, and I like that about him. You know, I like that he's his own person as well.
you know, we we made a lot to do in the in the public and media about Dalvin Tomlinson, Michael Pierce, about what it looks like on paper. Now that we're we're four games into the season, is that all coming to fruition? Like, are those two big guys for you as a linebacker like really helping out as opposed to last year, like holding up guys and extra special attention so none alignment can get up to you guys to make plays? Oh, definitely, man. Those guys work every day too, you know, um, grinders for sure. And, uh, you know, I'm excited. We still have more more time to go. So, you know, I feel like we're only going to get better. And, um, yeah, shout out to them. A couple more questions. Uh, the ultimate goal every week is to win. When it comes to a Lions team that we've beat seven times in a row, what is the mindset, especially a team that's 0-4 and we can't overlook them? Man, division games are always going to be tough. I was telling, I was telling the young guys, you know, after um, the first game, I'm like, hey, like, you guys got to buckle up because these games are always going to come down to the wire. It's always going to be situational. It's always going to be one or two plays, like, and we need to be locked in, like, for the, for the remainder of the season. And Lions, you know, um, they, they may maybe maybe 0-4 right now, but, uh, you know, you look at their film and it's like um, they're doing great things. You know, they, they lost a couple close games. And um, they're kind of in a similar situation to us where it's like a few plays here or there and their record's totally different. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. You ready? This will be not quite like a trivia question that really rack your brain. So uh, I know that through film study that you guys recognize things that are not in the stat books. Guys that are playing well, they get a lot of attaboys, plus plus on their deal, but the media probably doesn't know. Who through the first quarter of the season, well, not really quarter now with 17 games, with first four games, is maybe one of these unsung guys on defense that doesn't get a lot of media hype, but you guys know internally are, are playing really well? Um, shoot. I'll say, you know, I'm going to go out. I'm going to say Mackenzie Alexander. You know, I feel like uh, obviously he wasn't with us last year. He came back. Um, always been a solid player for us. You know, he's a, he's a nickel. He covers, he covers well. Tough. But, um, our defense, you know, with the nickel, it, it requires him to fit a lot of a lot of run responsibilities. So he's really, you know, he's in there sometimes playing a very undersized linebacker, and uh, he doesn't get enough credit for that. You know, he's tackling big backs a lot often, and um, covering his butt off too. So I'll give it to I'll give it to Mac. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like Mac too. I mean, especially last game, this third down in particular, bringing him in, it's like you you just get an extra defender on the field, an extra guy that that knows what he's doing, a guy that's been in this system before, and I feel like you guys have just been on the same page, uh, just on the back half. I mean, the front half speaks for itself. But with that veteran presence, that veteran leadership, I got to ask you, like, outside of a Super Bowl, going into year seven, right? What still what drives you? Man, um, shoot. I was talking to my fellas like at the end of the game, you know what I mean? Like obviously you could have you could have eleven tackles, you know, I don't know, yeah. sack, pick, whatever, you know, you could have all these stats and stuff like that. But like at the end of the game, you personally, you this is what I do anyway. I can give myself a green check or I can give myself, you know, a red X. You yeah. know what I mean? Pass or fail. You know what I mean? And it's like that's just my way of, you know, did I did I play the game that I wanted to play? Was I locked in the whole time? Was I situationally aware? Um, you know, I could, I could run around and make a couple tackles here and there and be out of place. But like, if I if I have a six tackle game, but I'm like into it the whole time, focused, you know, on my assignment, very men, men, few mental reps, like I'll get myself the green check. You know what I mean? It's about how, you know, I play within the scheme and how, you know, I feel like I really help my team. If I feel like I hurt my team too much or, you know, was kind of like everywhere with it, it's a, it's a red X. Um, now, you can't say still playing football, okay, even though that may be possible. 20 years from now, where do we see Eric Kendricks? I don't know. You know, I hope I'm just like 
doing a little bit of everything, you know. Um, uh, I'm going to have a family, probably, you know, for sure. Um, so. Okay, how many, how many kids? 20 years you? from now? That's yeah. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe well, if, I, no, if, I, if, I got, if I say ten, it's it's possible now. Probably unlikely that you're still playing. I mean, okay, you could be like the Tom Brady of linebackers. I'm gonna say twenty years. You know, I th- I hope that I'll at some point I'm gonna be you know I'll be able to give back my football knowledge, coach a high school team. Yeah. You know, some yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna be the head coach. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm calling a lot of the plays on the offense. <laughs> <laughs> on the offensive side of the. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, I, I feel like I can know what can beat something. Gotcha. You know? But you um, sure, yeah. And um, I just want to make sure that, you know, I just give it a little bit back to, in that regard. Uh, but, you know, I hope that I am have a really big car collection, hmm. um, much more averse as far as, like, working on the cars that I have. Right. You know, I want to be able to work on my cars, too. So I'm continue to learn how to do that. Um, yeah, you know. Um, Chase around your kids. How many kids do you want? I don't know. Two, maybe? Yeah, that's good. That's solid. How, I, I think with that, my final question is, with off the field stuff, I know you're very involved in the community also. As far I know earlier this week, you went, you zoomed into the Hennepin Jail County, correct me if I'm wrong. It's juvenile, juvenile, yeah. yeah. And I think if they have good behavior, they get to watch a Vikings game as a, as a benefit of some sort. So as far as being in the community, how more involved do you plan on being after football? I mean, I just feel like I'm gonna continue doing what I, what I can. You know, obviously I think that what I've learned, especially since I've been in the NFL, is like I can give I can give as much as I can I can yeah. give, and like I got to give to myself too. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna continue to do that. You know, I'm I'm gonna continue to give when I can, and um, when I when something's right for me, I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? But um, the same breath, like uh, I'm not gonna sit here and um, say that I'm gonna overextend myself and and um, you know not take care of my other business it. that I have to take care of. But um, yeah, definitely. You know, I always that's always my goal is you know to achieve enough to where I can help enough, you know what I mean? So. Mm. All right, one well, other off the field thing. I've been saving this for last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Of that. Got the hippie feet socks on. Yeah, <laughs> man. I saw your post. I'm like, you know, that's a good cause. Kind of a cool look. I like the retro. I got my daughter like that long sleeve shirt, that kind mm-hmm. of retro speed racer type of shirt. It's sweet, huh? So yeah, it is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So good for you, man. Appreciate it. Go to hippiefeetsocks.com, right? Yep. That's where it is. And there's a little 54 collection. You know, um, it was fun to make. I try to make it car theme. We talk about cars a lot. So uh, awesome. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, EK, appreciate your time today. I know you got a lot more to do and you got to get, get a, got a game to get ready for. So best of luck. Let's go beat those Motor City kids. <laughs>
on their running backs is the one thing to watch mm -hmm. because they get those guys out in creative ways you know, whether it's a screen game, whether it's a straight angle routes or wheel routes, mm. they're going to try to find a way to get those those guys in space. So um, our linebackers have to have a big day. So when you turned the film on last week against the Chicago Bears, that Bears defense ran a lot of man and they just manned up the outside, stacked the box. How do you do you think we'll see anything similar, especially when the linebackers are trying to guard their running backs? I do think that you know, we could really get after him in some man coverages. I thought what Zim did last week was brilliant, you know, facing a lot of screen game and boot game. You know, it seemed like he called the right type of play against their boot game, and they were trying to boot, and Baker yeah. had no place to go because their their guys were coming across the field on them, some of these over routes, and we had, you know, we had corners and nickel guys and safeties just standing right there mm -hmm. waiting for them. Yeah. Don't don't be afraid to challenge these guys man-to-man because -man, we, have, we have athletic enough linebackers that they can handle everything that those guys can do athletically. Speaking of challenging, the Detroit Lions defense is going to challenge our interior offensive linemen. After last week when we couldn't get much push up the middle, mm -hmm. you got to think a Michael Brockers or a Kim McNeil, who is a teammate of uh, Garrett Bradbury, they're going to say, okay, if we can get there, we can stop whatever agenda that this Minnesota Vikings offense can try to do. This is a bounce back week for this offensive line. And last year, Dalvin Cook, 206 rushing yards against the Detroit Lions. I think that's the standard for this interior offensive line. We've put it on tape before. I don't think that defensive line this year is better than last year. So mm -hmm. you got to say, Dalvin, we want you to have a day. Uh, play action pass. Kirk, we don't want any pressures on you. This defensive line only got one sack against Justin Fields last week, who was sacked nine times the previous week before. So you got to step up and, and prove that, hey, we, we are back. We can play. We're in a great offensive line, and we can do whatever we want against any team that we want to do it against. You know, for our passing game, not only do they is this a, a game where they have to, you know, bounce back from getting bullied bullied by the the Cleveland Browns. I think you have to start giving that confidence back with your quarterback, who <laughs> up until last yeah. week was you know playing with his hair on fire. I mean, we know whenever Kirk Cousins is comfortable in the pocket, he's arguably one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the history of the game. So keeping Kirk upright, making sure he's comfortable, I think that's that's the recipe for success on top of Dalvin having a day and getting his confidence back in his ankle, right? Mm -hmm. Looking at guys who are going to have big games. Yeah. You just you just mentioned a guy with his previous stats. Yeah. It, it could be receiver. And mm -hmm. maybe it's a tight end. Who are you thinking that is going to step up and have a big game? After this old line figures it out and say, like, okay, okay, we can we can actually get back to the way we used to play football. Dalvin Cook is a Dalvin we see, and I think he is back in that conversation of okay, who's the best running back in the league? Because now other running backs are emerging now that Dalvin's been out. So I think this is the game. Do you think that he's on a pitch count this week? I think he gets more than nine carries. I think yeah. <laughs> he better get more than nine yeah. carries. I mean, if we want to win. If, I he's, think, if he's suited up and padded up, he better get more than nine carries. Because when you look at what he did in the fourth quarter when he got the ball, and that the first play that he got the ball in the fourth quarter, yeah. it's a 13-yard run. It's like, where where is this at? So I, I think he gets... I think you still limited him a little bit, but I think it's like 15 carries. And then maybe, you know, you, you target him maybe four or five times in the passing game and go from there because Alexander Madison, he can play. He can ball. We saw that against the Seattle Seahawks. So the pitch count goes up, and then it goes up against the Carolina Panthers before the bye week. What about you? I think defensively, they're probably looking at J.J. as the guy to stop. Like, yeah. this guy can't beat us, you know. In the red zone, yes, we got to stop Thielen, but... I think Adam's poised to have a game in the playing field and not just in the red zone. The fact that they've given up, like I've mentioned, you know, these these hundred yard receivers, mm -hmm. uh, they give up chunk plays. But I think at the end of the day, 
who's going to have maybe the most receiving yards, I'm going to say it's going to be Adam Thielen. Ooh, I like that. Um, one more question for your linebacker question, because Jared Groff has thrown two interceptions this year. Both of those interceptions has been to a linebacker. So who do you think is going to be the guy that, that you know, sets the tone as far as getting a pick? I think we're going to go with our guy. Oh. I'm going to go with our guy 5'4". I love it. I'm going to go with our guy hip, Hippie Feet. Hippie right? Feet? Hippie Feet's going to get at least one. Does he, does he do the, the, the side shuffle before he gets the pick? Uh, I, I would love to. I, I'd love to see it. It's, it's a fun little warm-up that he does. Well, it's always fun talking to you on the Audible. And as always, next week we'll have another guest. We can't name him just yet, but I know it'll be another great interview, another great time with yourself. And I'm sure the shirt will be something flowery, right? I'll probably tone down the shirt. Okay. You know, probably <laughs> as, as, you know, the one dissenting voice does carry a lot of weight around here. So uh, maybe I wear something a little more boring. Okay. You know, I don't think he wants me to be as happy, but I'll <laughs> sacrifice my happiness for his happiness. I'm willing to do that. I'm a team player, Gabe. I, I love the selflessness in that answer. And I love the selflessness <laughs> in our fans watching the Audible every single week presented by Verizon. With Verizon 5G, Minnesota can scream, stream, and share every play in what? 5G quality. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Vikings Audible presented by Verizon.